All right, well, hey, we're going to finally finish our sermon series. And by the way, it's been a blast. Thank you for having me here at Fishers of Men Lutheran Church. I, you're, you're truly a part of my family. Thank you so much. Yeah. Uh, you know, we've been, we've been talking about these, uh, the shifts that the church needs to be making in our time as we think about how God has made us so special. And one of those shifts that, that the church needs to make, because we talked about this two weeks ago, that we live uh, in a pre-church culture. Most people we meet have never gone to church. And so we got to shift our mindset from a come and see to a go and make kind of church culture. Last week we talked about how important it is to know that God has saved us, not just forced from something, but that God has saved us for something. That yes, God has made us very special and unique and given us a unique calling that God wants us wants to use us for His glory. As we thought about that too, we thought about some stories we might tell. I don't know if you have any stories, but in the first one when we said we need to have a come and see versus a go and make culture, we asked the question, who has God put on your heart today to make a phone call, to talk to, to minister to? Last week we said, what, what act of kindness might God may be, even if it's inconvenient for you, that God may be calling you to this week. And so finally, in this final part of our sermon, Made, to, made for More series, we're going to wrap it up with a, a, the final shift, which is crossing the line of love moving from a them to us to a us to them kind of ministry. I say it again, crossing the line of love from a them to us, waiting for them to come to us, but us going to them. Amen? This is the shift that God may be calling us to make together here at Fishers of Men. Now I want to remind, we've been using this definition for our series uh, that, a definition that uh, Pastor Greg Finke uses in one of his, his books. And the mission, the way he defines mission is an invitation to join him in his mission to redeem and restore all things through Jesus. The mission of the local church, the mission of fishers of men, is God is inviting everybody that's filling a seat this morning to join him in the mission, hallelujah, in the mission to redeem, to buy back humanity, and to restore, to give life to all things, everyone, no matter race or creed, through Jesus. This is the mission. As we shape the series, the last couple of weeks, we've been focusing on these three words, and I'm going to remind you of these three words, made, mindset, Move, say it with me. Made, mindset, move. Say it like you mean it. Made, mindset, move. Yes, I should not be louder than you. Made, mindset, move. That's right. These three words have been kind of shaping our conversation around this Made for More series that we're made. That maybe we need to shift our mindset. Maybe God's calling us to move in a new direction. So let's talk about made. To be loved. You, brothers and sisters in Christ, 
are made to be loved. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 7, it says, Dear friends, I dare say this is not a bad translation, but it's not the best translation. This word friends actually means beloved. Dear beloved, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Dear friends, beloved, you are loved with an out-of-this-world kind of love, a divine love, a love that originates not from self, but originates from the divine, from the Father, through the Son, by the Spirit. This is a very special kind of love. And it's a love that's brought to us through our beloved. Jesus, that makes us His beloved. In John, 1 John chapter 4, he continues, Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God because God is born of God. That means regenerated, made new, brought forth in Christ We have been regenerated. We have been brought forth by His love. We are born of God. And we know God. This word know is to be resolved. To know without a doubt. To have a love that you're so sure of. That you're not ashamed of it. But in fact, you tell people about this kind of love. Let me tell you how it works out in my life. My wife, Joy. When Joy, when I started, I, I had to see, I had to, had to marvel around my wife, Joy, for four years in high school before I had a chance to date her. And when she said yes, whoo, boy, I was excited. I just, are you dating Joy? Yep, I'm dating Joy. Oh, man, I'm so blessed. I just told everybody about it. My sister's like, are you dating Joy? Yes, I'm dating Joy. Whoa, so excited. This is the, when I was convinced that I might have a chance to be loved by Joy. Boy, I was all over it. In fact, I went to college. I'm going a little long, but I went to college and, uh, uh, you know, I was, I was, Joy wasn't with me yet. The first six months of my college career, she wasn't with me. And, and uh, some other ladies came up to me and they said, they go, I don't believe there's a Joy. I said, let me tell you, there's a joy in my life. Get back. It wasn't that many ladies, just so you know. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. Can we strike that from the video? Okay, so let's move on. John chapter 1, verse 4, uh, four chapter 4, verse 9. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we may live through him. This is how God showed it. He made it plain. There's no doubt. This word to show means to make it as plain as he can make it. And how did God show his love? How did he make it plain to us? He didn't leave the job to somebody else. He left it to his son. And he sent his son. And that word sent means to be, it's the word we get apostle from. 
that Jesus came into this world with a mission, with a purpose. And it wasn't just any son, it was his one and only son into the world to live with us, to suffer with us, to die for us, so that we may live, that we, our lives might be transformed by the love of Jesus. Let me tell you something. My story is transformed because I fell in love with joy. My life would be totally different if I hadn't fell in love with the love of my life, joy. But I take it a step further. My life would not be what it is if I wasn't in love with Jesus. Amen? Jesus is the Lord of my life. Jesus has transformed my life. Jesus helps me love when I don't want to love. Jesus brings me peace when there's no peace. Jesus brings me hope when it's hopeless. Jesus and His love is the power for transformation and for us to live this resurrected life we want to live. John continues, this is love. Not that we love God, but that He loved us and sent His Son as an atoning sacrifice. Isn't it so good that God's love, not depending on our love? Praise the Lord. Oh my gosh, thank God. It's that good. Are you with me? It's that good that God's love is not dependent on my love, that He loves me in spite of me. I'd like to think joy loves me that way. I don't know. What do you think, Joy? Just kidding. It's a beautiful love, guys, ladies. Came at a price. An atoning sacrifice. Jesus' blood was shed. Because the reality is, Lonnie without Jesus is very offensive to God. But because of Christ's love for me, because of Christ's love for you, that atoning sacrifice. He made a way. I love it. I'm going to speak of it. I hope you want to speak of it too. Because Jesus is your beloved. He's our beloved. And so as we think about this beautiful love, this grace, this atoning sacrifice that we have, brothers and sisters in Christ, I'm here to tell you we, we really have to change our mindset. That yes, we are loved, but we need to be rooted in this love. And I, I love this picture. This is a beautiful picture. I, I, can you imagine? I have not, I've not been to the Redwoods. Someday I'm going to go see the Redwoods. It's on our bucket list with me and Joy. And can you imagine seeing a tree this large? But you know what the key to these, the longevity and the gigantic formation is not what you see on top, it's what you see below. These, these trees stand so strong because they intertwine their roots together. And that's what allows them to stand the test of time. Brothers and sisters in Christ, we need to be rooted in the love of God with Christ, with each other, the church, so that we can stand the test of time. 
We need to make a shift in this love. A shift to cross the line with love from them to us. To us to them. In Ephesians chapter 3.17 it says, And I pray for you, I pray for fishers of men being rooted and established in love. This word rooted is become stable in God's love. Establish, lay a foundation based on the love of Jesus. May have the power together with all the Lord's holy people. Remember, all the Lord's holy people intertwined, deeply rooted, roots connected, power together with all the Lord's people to grasp how wide, how long, how high, how deep is the what? Love of Christ. This dynamic power of love to grasp means to take possession of God's love for us. We take possession of it. It's ours. And it's ours to share. And to know this love that surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled to the measure of all the fullness of God. To know without a doubt, this word to know is to be absolutely certain how much God loves you and that it fills you, it satisfies you. Nothing more that you desire, not the Astros, not the Texans, not your next meal. Nothing's going to satisfy you more than what? The love of Christ, that it fills us up, it satisfies us. Our desire for Jesus satisfies us and it fills us to the fullness of God, an overflow of love for others. And if this is true, if this is what we believe about ourselves, then we need to move Brothers and sisters in Christ, get out of our seats and move in a new direction to love others, to cross the line of love and not wait for them to come to us, but for us to go to them in our community, in our families, wherever God's got, God's leading us. It says in 1 John 4:11, dear friends, beloved, since God has loved us, we also ought to love one another. Ought is what ought says. We're obligated. If God so loved us, how are we called to love one another? No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, He lives in us and His love is made complete in us. No one has ever seen God. But if we love one another, He lives, He takes residence in our hearts. He takes a place. He's indwelling in us. That's why the church can be wherever we are. The kingdom of God is wherever we are because He's indwelling in us. And His love is made complete in us. It's the same word that's used when it talks about Jesus. When Jesus says on the cross, it is finished. It is complete. God's love through us is made complete for our love for one another. One of my favorite people to quote is Dietrich Bonhoeffer because he lived well and he died well. He was a martyr for his faith. And he said these things in his book called A Testament of Freedom to Freedom. What path brings us to heartfelt forgiveness for one another, 
for every sin. And I repeat, every sin. Dear brothers and sisters, those who have experienced the experience of God, tearing them out of sin and forgiving them, releasing them from their sin, from from such a one, all passion of judging and bearing grudges disappears. We want only one thing and one thing only to share the plight of another brother and sister, to serve, to help, to forgive without measure, without condition, without end. In summary, brothers and sisters in Christ, Jesus is telling us this morning, freely we have received. Freely give. My prayer for us this morning is this. It's a simple prayer. What is one thing you have that you can give freely away? What is one thing, one gift, one opportunity, something that you have that you can freely give away to someone else? I love my friend uh, Hugh Ferguson. Uh, he's he's uh, He's up there in years, but he hasn't lost his sense of mission. He makes these crosses. And he makes these crosses to be shared by pastors, by lay people. He makes these crosses and he, and he ships in wood from all around the world. And this, this particular one is from, from Mexico. It's a beautiful cross. He's using his retirement. He's using his later years in a way that he makes a craft of all things. And he uses it to share with others and bring others the message of the gospel. It's simple. It's his way. It's something that he feels called to give away. My question to you this morning is how about you? What do you have that God may be asking you to freely give away this week? It may be your time. It may be your devotion. It may mean your Astros tickets, and join. I'll take those. Just kidding. Brothers and sisters in Christ, I love you so much. I pray that because of our time together, that, um, that we know that we're made to be loved, that God might be calling us all together to change our mindset, that way we might move together in a new direction. God loves you. I love you. Happy Father's Day. Blessings. Sorry. Matt, can you pray for us? <laughs> I can't. Actually, I got it now. Let's pray. Father, thank you for today. I had to gather myself here for today. Thank you for today. Thank you for this congregation, for your love for us. Thank you for your word. Thank you that we're not alone. Thank you, Lord, that you, you declare that we're your beloved. In Jesus' name, amen.